Hey, you guys. Welcome back to a solo with Samaya. And I'm Samaya. <laughs> um, today's episode is called Your Faith Has Boundaries Too. And um, let's catch up. All right. So I have not talked to you guys in a solo in like two weeks. Um, so I do apologize. But your girl got the flu and it took me down. Okay, it, it really did. It really did take me down. I don't know what the fuck they putting in the water or what the fuck they putting in the food or in the air. Because I promise you, I would not wish that on my worst enemy. Okay. Um, and it went like wildfire. It went through the whole team. And yeah. So um, when we last left off, um, when we last left off, I know I was telling you guys that I was going to be recording some Patreon classes, um, 10 classes to be exact. Um, I recorded five right before I got sick. And so I do have to finish the other five. Um, and it was on my plan to edit those five and then upload them. Um, but I'm going to do that probably uh, the rest of this week. Um, my son ended up getting sick. I actually stayed away from him for um, a few extra days and he still ended up getting sick anyway from another kid. So here we are. Um, anyways, I just wanted to catch up with you guys and I have... I have really some amazing news. So I have not had anxiety in a week as of today. I have not had anxiety in a week. I have not been depressed in a week. Okay. And I feel good. I feel good as fuck. Um, and I'm going to do my best to share with you guys what has happened um, in the best way that I can while still protecting some of my own boundaries, because there are some things that I want to expound on more um, when it's the right time. Um, but also like these solos with me, as I told you, I just want to keep you abreast of what's abreast, abreast of what's going on with me um, in real time. And so I really want to commit to that. And so if I pause or stumble over my words, it's really about just really following my own discernment and my own spirit about what I should share now versus what I should share when I when it's really the right time, you know. Um, but I want to talk about, um, your faith has boundaries too. Okay. Faith has boundaries. Faith itself like has boundaries. Um, so as I said, I got the flu. So <laughs> what happened was, is that in 2023, I told myself that I was sacrificing certain things. So that way I could reach certain limits in my career, switching into production. Right. And I am overall really proud of myself for what I accomplished in 2023, um, me along with my team. Um, I found that I did a good job of doing as much self-care as I possibly could, at least with the first half of the year. Now, towards the end of 2023, it got to the point where I, do, I was, wasn't really doing self-care at all. I was mostly doing maintenance and maintenance is like, you know, nails or figuring out how to do your lashes, um, you know, things like that. Like money got so tight that I wasn't even able to do my Jeju stuff. Um, and that was really difficult. And in return, I really picked up some very bad habits. Um, I was drinking like three Celsius's a day. Um, I was not sleeping, like pulling an all nighter was routine to me. And then waking up at 7am, um, I wasn't taking naps. Um, 
my anxiety went to a new level. Um, you know, I found out that I had ADHD. Um, I also found out that depression could have been pushing both of those things into overdrive. And so by the end of the year, it was just like, damn, did I, did I fuck myself up this year doing this? You know what I'm saying? So I had made a promise to myself that in 2024, no matter what happened, I had to take care of myself because, what's going to happen is going to happen. But if I'm not here with my health to enjoy it, it's going to be a problem. Right. So the first week of the year, I lied. I did not change. I drank Celsius every day. I drank a lot of Celsius every day. I was not napping. I was not sleeping. And I actually remember sent myself into a panic attack because I was doing, I was so being so particular about everything. As you guys can see, before I even tell you what happened, y'all see that I ain't got no makeup on. Y'all see that I'm not even shooting on my set. Um, hell, I ain't even got no goddamn bra. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it feels so good. It feels so good to feel like I'm enough. That I don't have to jump through any hoops. That I'm enough. And that everything that you guys are supposed to get, you're going to get. That feels good. So... Um, I went outside, I went skating, um, and I got the flu. So I got the flu and before I got the flu, I had a come to Jesus meeting with myself and I realized that I needed some help with my son. Um, so I actually reached out to his dad and I asked for some support in him taking Trey for until spring break. So when you're listening to this, it's the beginning of February and, you know, spring break is in March. And it wasn't because I did not want my child, but I had exhausted the last of my funds to be able to get an Airbnb in Florida. Um, because you guys know when I'm not in Georgia, I'm in Florida with my son. And we, you know, I know you guys don't believe me when I say this, but we have not, we have been without a permanent home since um, the end of July of 2023. And so we had been staying in the van and that was, you know, that was an adjustment, but we even got comfortable in that. And then it got cold. And so even though it doesn't stay long, very long in Florida, it was too cold um, for me to feel comfortable or his dad to feel comfortable with us staying in the van. And so I was getting Airbnbs to offset that time. Right. Well, um, the last time that I got the Airbnb, it was the last of my money. You know, it was just the last. And I was like, you know, that that really scared me. That really scared me because I just knew something something needed to change. And I had already been on the verge of this like break. And so what I came to a conclusion was that and I had I kept telling everybody around me, either I'm about to break or I'm about to have a breakthrough. Okay? I'm about to break or I'm about to have a breakthrough. Hell, maybe that's the title of the episode. Just maybe. Um and I was like, okay, I need to ask for help. I need to ask for help because I have a pitch that I need to make in two weeks. I had a live show for the new show that I just signed um, that just passed. Um, I w I'm not done with the pitch that I have to give. Um, and we were supposed to have a both recording weekend March 1st. So that is three, almost three consecutive weeks that I needed to do some stuff 
that was really important for the business, but also I didn't have the money also to be in Tallahassee. So my in my head, I was like, okay, if he can keep Trey until spring break, that would give me enough time to do what I need to do and whatever. Um, because going back and forth every week to Florida has not been working. I don't have the money and I'm, I'm tired, right? Um, and we did not settle on that. We did adjust our parenting plan to give me more time to rest um, without changing the amounts of time that I have my son, but we did not settle on that. But I say all that to say, um, and I say this with no malicious intent at all, his response to that really woke me up. Um, And the response wasn't necessarily bad. He was just stating what he could and could not do and whatever. But there were two things that he mentioned that really turned on a light bulb for me. It was one, he suggested that I sell Charlie the van um, to cover some expenses, some debts and things like that. And the other was that he suggested that I consider living with my ex-boyfriend. Um, both of those things did wake me up in a certain way. It made me very aware that I have been living this life through rose colored glasses that I am not, I'm not all the way here right now because that is not a response of a friend. And it's okay if we're not friends, but I've always thought, you know, we're friends, da, 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 da. No, we're co-parents. And that is a business relationship. And no matter how good or positive that business relationship is, his concern is for his son. You know what I'm saying? Not for me. And that doesn't mean that he wishes ill upon me, but his concern and the 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 pinpoint of our relationship is co-parenting. It is about trade. That's it. And so his response really showed me that because the van has been my saving grace. I don't know what I would not ha- what I would have done if I didn't have the van. But also financially, why would I sell something that I own that can't cover the amount that I need to repay myself for going into this production set, right? To to the content house, the all the all the risks that I took to really take this step forward. Why would I sell something that won't even fix that? Um and then also, how healthy is it to recommend me to go live with my ex-boyfriend? How healthy is that? We're talking about someone who, at the end of our relationship, was manipulating me to keep me there. Um, a relationship that, that no longer worked. Why would you want me and your son to stay there? Like, what kind of suggestion is that? You know what I'm saying? So this isn't really about it being a good idea or a bad idea. It was more so about the fact that this res- those responses showed me that I have overcalculated the amount of care that he has for me. The care that he has for me is within reach of the care for his son. And he's not wrong for that necessarily because nobody says he got to be my goddamn friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I get it. But the point was that it woke me up. And so while I was sick, um, my body hurt so bad. Like I, I literally, the pain, the pain of not having my health scared me once again. Now, mind you, y'all know I finally got COVID last year. And I said, I said, you know, no matter what, I'm so grateful because I have my health. And so after, um, so right before I got the flu, 
I told you guys I had got connected with a psychiatrist and I was really, really excited to look for to get the help that I needed with this ADHD thing. Um, Right before I got the flu, that psychiatrist on the day of my next appointment, I was told that the site that I used to find him, that he had quit. He had quit their site. So he got in contact with me separately and was like, hey, this is another site that I worked through and I've been with this site for a few years. So I'll be there. You can use this one to book me so we can continue. And when I put in my information, it didn't accept my insurance. And you guys know I was I'm not in a financial position right now to just pay full price. And I'm not sure if it's going to be exactly what I need. You know what I'm saying? I already didn't connect with the fact this this old white man. I ain't saying it discredits anything. It's just it already was going to take some time for us to connect anyway. So how many more appointments at $200 an hour was I going to have to afford for us to get somewhere? You know what I'm saying? So I didn't have that option anymore. So mind you, I can't see the psychiatrist. I get the flu and then I get this response from him. And I told my team, I said, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I said, because at this rate, I'm not mentally well. I said, I want to do this and I want to do this, not just for me, but for you guys and for my purpose. And because of the way that it makes me feel the difference that I'm making. But I was like, my mind, I feel like I'm about to snap. I feel like I can't handle this. It's it's so heavy. So, oh gosh. <laughs> so heavy. So, ooh. it get hard to read your notes with tears in your eyes. All right. So, I broke that promise to myself and I got the flu. And after I came out of that flu, while I was in the flu, actually, I said, I need to set some boundaries. I said, I cannot start off my day with Celsius anymore. I will not drink more than one Celsius a day. I said, I'm going to start taking naps if I need them. And I am not staying up all night anymore unless it is planned. And I had the entire day off and I'm choosing to say, you know what? I'm going to work at night instead of day, but I'm not working both anymore. I said, I'm not doing it. I can't fix these problems overnight. I really realized that I was looking for a certain, still looking for a certain amount of validation from my son's father. And that has nothing to do with him. He ain't asking me to. He ain't doing shit. He being exactly who he is. You know what I'm saying? But this is my dream that was given to me. Only I can see it. And I was aware that he didn't see the dream the way that I see it based off his recommendations to me. That his recommendations did not take into account my mental health. And so I had to realize, bitch, only person that can see it is you. And that's all that matters, right? So let me look at my notes here. I know I got a little, got a little up in there. All right, let me, let me see where I left off. Hold on. So, okay. So my psychiatrist appointment got canceled. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I could tell that I had grown based off my response to that. When my psychiatrist appointment got canceled, I said, you know what? Either I can bang down the doors and say, hey, y'all need to get me somebody new ASAP, da, 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 da. But that felt like force. Or I could say, you know what? Let me let me see maybe if this was supposed to be canceled. That was growth for me. And I, I just I, I do always love 
when I'm able to be in a distressed place and still say, you know what, let me make sure that I still handle this correctly just in case, right? That's that's some faith right there. Um, and so I, I, I had an appointment with a, I had a, I told you guys I've been looking for, or I've been feeling like I need like something I need, I'm missing something like, like something is very nearby. I can almost reach it. Like maybe another spiritual breakthrough or something like that. I, I felt like there is something that I am missing. Right. So I knew I had an appointment with a spiritual channel, um, in like a week. And I said, you know what, after that appointment, I'll decide what I want to do. So I got better. And I did everything that I promised myself for a week um, after I got sick. I did not drink Celsius on right upon rising. I made sure I drank an adequate amount of water first. Um, some days I didn't even drink a Celsius. Instead, if I said I was tired at the end of the day, I just went to sleep. Um, I did not pull one all nighter. Um, I, I just started going to sleep. I started going to sleep and I, I, I started meditating. Now the meditation was very chill. It was very much so like five minutes right in the beginning of the day and trying to do five minutes before I went to sleep. It was very chill. But I said, you know what, if nothing else, I have to do this because I'm trying to wait on this psychiatrist appointment. But I really had to ask myself, like, I'm not doing, am I, am I wanting this psychiatrist so bad to fix me? And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with a psychiatrist or medicine or any of that. But are my actions showing that I'm desperate to, to figure out what the fuck is wrong? No. Now, you don't want to be a desperate person, but your actions don't say you ain't, you ain't really trying to change. You ain't really looking for a solution because you staying up all night. Bitch, you drinking three Celsius a day. You want the psychiatrist or something else to do something that you're not doing, which is take care of yourself. And so I did those things for a week. Within that week, I'm not saying that my situation got better, but my mind being able to handle what I was going through got better. Right. And I said, you know what? This just has to be the way so I can handle life. And whenever I get to my goals, I'll get there. That's what I said. I just said, fuck it. Because by the time I after after I got done being sick, the same shit that was on my to do list before I got sick was still there and the world was still fucking spinning. It was still spinning. So for a week. I just worried about myself and I said, you know what, if I can't, then I can't. All right. So fast forward, I go to this meeting with this spiritual healer. Um, I mean, spiritual channel. So a spiritual channel is someone who has a direct who who messages are sent through a channel messages are are given to them and they give them to you that's what a channel is so some forms of channels are like prophets if you're talking about like a religious standpoint or um seers um kind of someone like tabitha brown sometimes your gift is just for yourself or like you just tell others but this woman it was like it's pretty much her full-time profession where she receives messages from your spirit guides so spirit guides is like so, you know, I'm breaking into a new realm of my spirituality where I want to connect with my ancestors. Like there's ancestors, which is um, family, like people that have passed on. Right. Um, looking down and helping you through life. That's one. 
um, or that have come before you or whatever. Um, and then there are spirit guides, which like not related to, but they watch over you. And so it's like that little, that little voice in your head that's like, don't go to that thing today. And then you boom, you find out something that happens, something that, that, that gut feeling, you know what I'm saying? Like those are things when you see numerology, like three, three, three or one, 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 like little notes, like they send you things or breadcrumbs through the universe to help guide you. Right. Um, but what I realized is that becoming so disconnected from myself, I don't, I, I felt like I was not receiving any help at all. And I think that was a part of me feeling like I'm about to break. Like, I feel it. I'm about to break. I'm going to have to stop this business because I won't be able to take care of my son. And for me, that's not an option. Right. So I got on the phone with this, with this, um, spiritual channel and she is going to come on the show. I'm not ready to share her information, but I will. Um, I have to understand some things first to make sure I'm fully prepared, but she has already been asked to come on the show and she said, absolutely. She would love to, um, come on. So don't worry about that. Um, but for lack of better words or for lack of, um, for lack of better words, rather, she recalibrated my chakras in a way. She recalibrated my chakras in a way. And we talked about some of the things I was going through. She gave me the insight that my spirit guides wanted to give me. Um, and long story short, she said that this is exactly where you're supposed to be. And I told her, I said, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here if I feel like I can't exist while doing it. That I can't handle this. I said, I don't, I don't believe that to be true. I said, so something has to change. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. You know, I'm, I'm doing the things that I know I'm supposed to do like now, right? For a week. I've, I've been doing the things strongly for a week. Um, but I just, I don't know. And at the end of the call, she recalibrated, for lack of better words, my chakras. Let's just say that to keep it simple. And I didn't know what she was doing. She was just saying that I'm going to, you know, do this thing and you just sit there. So I used the time to meditate and when she got done, I said, I don't know what you just did to me. I said, but my trauma for the first time in my life feels like it's over there. I said, I can't explain it. The best way I can explain it is that I feel like I'm right here. And I'm not saying I feel nothing, but I don't feel darkness. It feels like my trauma is over there. And I literally almost broke down. Or probably did. Y'all know I'm a crybaby. And I was like, in 31 years, I have never felt like this. Nothing had changed. <laughs> Nothing was happening. But my mind was just not heavy anymore. My heart was not hurting anymore. And I don't think that anybody can actually understand. And she was able to, and she said that during the call, like you are in so much pain and you are so scared. You are so scared. What? You are so fearful. She's like, you're doing the work, but you still don't believe you're supposed to be here. And she said something to me that rocked my motherfucking world. She said, you know that you are more than a consequence of trauma, right? That your gift in you helping people is more. That that that's not you're not this way. Just because you went through that trauma life. 
And I, I sat in that and she said it and I just, I just started crying and she just, you know, I just, I just kept saying it to myself and I wrote it down. She said, you are more than a consequence of trauma. You are already supposed to do this. And she said, you have to leave that trauma there. You're doing the work. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And it's not in spite of what has happened to me. It's because I was always meant to do this. And that the things that I have went through are part of my story. But if I never told anyone what I went through, that I am still great, that I am still so helpful, that I am a connector, that I have the vision to help other people, that I'm already this. I'm not this because of that. Because of the the big bad thing. Because of my upbringing. All of those things are true about the generational patterns of my family and things like that. But I am more than a consequence of what happens when you touch a kid. And it's just so crazy because you guys are always like, you're just so confident and you're so this and you're so that. And I do believe that I'm confident and I do know that I love myself. I do. But that struggle of. I I can't explain how I've felt all my life, but I've never not been thinking about rape or molestation. Let's just cut right to the chase. Trigger warning. I apologize. I've never not been thinking about being harmed. Whenever I walk out the house, I cover my body in such a way because I'm just trying to avoid any unnecessary sexual attention because I don't know who, what people's intentions are. And men have become so sexually aggressive that I walk around scared every day. I walk around scared every day and the work that I've been putting in, the not sleeping, that was never going to make me feel better. I've always said that my purpose makes me feel happiness and it does, but happiness and peace are still two different things. And I'm so grateful that the work that I've done on myself has allowed me to experience or feel what happiness feels like. But what that lady said to me and her aligning my chakras for better balance, that gave me peace. And the difference is that when I felt that peace, everything was still fucked up. Everything was still crazy, but I did not feel the need to perform because of it. I did not feel the need to figure out what to say or do to help my ex-husband understand why those options didn't work. I no longer felt the need to stay up all night to prove that I can create this, you know, media group and this network overnight. I, 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 (coughs) I no longer felt the need to validate anything. I was no longer scared. For the first time in 31 years, I felt no fear. I have not had anxiety in seven days. I have not even had anxiety about if the anxiety might come back. 
I've, I feel so much more clear and I feel like with my trauma sitting over there now, right? I'm able to be very clear about what I feel. I have not second guessed myself in a week. Now I've respected the fact that, hey, let me double check and make sure this is correct because, you know, just being thorough, but I have not second guessed myself. Um, there are a couple lessons that I got out of this. I realized that fake it till you make it is a real fucking thing. Why? Because faith has boundaries. My faith said that either I'm about to break or I'm about to break through. But as long as I have breath in me, what can I do about it today? That's when I started meditating. I stopped drinking the Celsius. I, whatever, right? I did the things on my own. I still felt heavy for that week, but it was better. It was relieving some of the symptoms of the ADHD and the anxiety and the feeling of I can't do this. Just saying, you know what? Let me just take this one day at a time. Let me not worry about anything else. Let me just worry about me. And in doing that, the universe brought me in touch with somebody that I was supposed to talk to. And when that clearing happened, I already knew what to do to keep it going. After I talked to her, I knew when I needed to meditate. So what was different was that in the morning, the first thing I did was meditate and it wasn't five minutes. It was like 10 or 15 minutes. Also throughout the day, anytime I felt overwhelmed, I like went back to work at this point. <laughs> anytime I um, felt overwhelmed and not even overwhelmed that I just felt I need a break. I took it. I took it almost instantly. I would go, I would sit in my car. I would be in the bathroom. I would step away and I would meditate. I would do a quick 21 breaths and I would go right back to work. I, I don't, I barely even drank. I don't even think I went through a case of Celsius in the last week or two. Like, and you know, it's only four in a case. Um, I've been sleeping at night, getting eight hours of sleep. Um, and what I will say is that faith has boundaries. And I say that because we want, sometimes we want things, right? But we're not prepared for them, which means that you have to do the work, even when it doesn't feel right. Even when it's not at the, you have to travel through shit before you get to the the desired level. And see, like faith, not going to give you something that you haven't earned. It's not going to give you something that you can't upkeep. That you can't maintain. So this lady cleared my chakras and I already had the tools to keep them clear afterwards. I knew how to meditate. I just. I just feel that I took a small step by just saying, you know what? This psychiatrist appointment ain't work out. I got the flu. My co-parent can't take this off my shoulders. What do I have control over? My bank account looking crazy. I can meditate. I can breathe. I can go to sleep. 
That is what I had control over. In those two weeks time, that's all I had. That is all I had the ability to do. I did not have the money to go see nobody, to to travel to a friend and get some reprieve. I, I did not have anything else except the ability to breathe and go to sleep. And I feel like because I used all that I had, the only tools that I had to, you know what, say, okay, at least I can do this for myself. I feel like an opportunity presented itself to me. And I think that it only presented itself because I said, you know what, fuck it. I'm about to take this small step. I think we always want such a big ass step. I want to go to the psychiatrist and get this medication. That's a big step. That's a big step. And it's like we don't appreciate small steps sometimes. Think about if you. I don't know if you ever seen this like in a in a movie, but they they it'd be like an action movie and they jump from one building top to another building top. That's a large step. I bet a bitch wants some small steps then. Bet you could appreciate some tiny little steps then. You know what I'm saying? When you're trying to become vegan, I bet you want some small steps in there then. Like that's a big jump. You know what I'm saying? We always want big steps, but sometimes big steps don't work. If there's a large puddle outside, you you be trying to jump across so you don't mess up your shoes. I bet you want some little steps in between there then. It all matters. And what you can control is what you should control. Because as long as you're here, it's not over. It's not done. What do you have access to? If you have access to something and you're not using it, why should you get anything else? And I feel like that's what I was pushed into. I was pushed into You want your co-parent to help with this. And I'm not saying I'm wrong for asking for that because when I share the details of what I have coming up, you'll understand like, okay, yeah, it's just one of those things that in production, I might have to be away for a while, but also when I'm off, I'm off for a long time as well, right? Uh, But I'm thinking that going to the psychiatrist is going to fix my problems. Asking the co-parent to assist in a larger way fix my problems that... And, and none of those things actually fixed my problems. What helped me to, I guess, survive the last couple of weeks was just starting to breathe, starting to sleep, and to acknowledge when I'm tired. I slept for a week while I had the flu, and when I woke up, I had not felt that type of rest in a year. I was very aware that I was a part of the problem. And I say this to say because I know that some of you guys are in the same position, maybe not in the same way, but you're you're pushing things. You're trying to make them work. You're forcing it. The old me would have forced that psychiatry, psychiatrist appointment. What if I had forced it and I got on some medicine and then I wasn't who I'm supposed to be when I sit down in that appointment with the channel? Then what? And it's not saying that anything's bad with the medicine, not at all. Because if I'm supposed, if that's supposed to happen for me, that's still going to happen. But what I'm saying is that I believed more that someone else doing something for me was going to be stronger than me doing something for me. And I think that's always been the fucking problem. I am more than a fucking enough. 
I'm more than enough. I am more than enough. Me breathing is enough. I cannot solve everything. And what's meant to be is going to be whether I force it or not. Right? I was powering through bad things, hoping it would make me feel better and that it'll get better instead of just making it better myself. Um, so I've noticed that my frequency is higher. I have not felt the cloud of doom over me in a week. And I'm very aware that now I've experienced happiness and now I've experienced peace. And what I've learned is that you can feel sadness, you can be frustrated, you can be even angry, every feeling and still have peace. I can survive in my own mind and I haven't been able to do that in so long. And I think that I've learned so many skills on how to adapt that I really was at the end. I was at the end mentally. I did not. I have been working overtime for 31 years to balance the trauma that I have been feeling in my body and the everlasting effects of, of just my upbringing. Nobody will ever understand how you, what happens when you fuck with a kid's, a developing person's mental psyche like that. And I just, I could not shake it. It's, I've done so many things that helped. Talking to you guys has helped. This podcast has helped. Finding my purpose has helped. But the thing is, is that it's like that, that scenario where God wants to hand you a bigger teddy bear, but you don't want to let go of the old one. And it came to a point that I could not hold on to my trauma anymore and have enough space for where the fuck I'm meant to be and where the fuck I'm meant to go. There was not space. You can't be who you're supposed to be in this world and be scared of everything. And I was so fearful. And I've just noticed I'm not anymore. I'm not. (laughs) I don't care if his dad understands. I do care if we have a great parenting, co-parenting relationship, but I don't care if he understands because it's not his business to understand. If he understood me, we'd still be together. He's not my person. He's not the person to understand. And that's okay. But I had to realize that I've been trying to hold space for people that I'm not meant to hold space for when I wasn't even holding space for myself. I've learned again and again that putting me last will never be the answer. Putting me last will will never work. It'll never work. That is played out and done. It will not work. Someone asked me and um, so I've shared this story before, actually, Um I don't know if you guys are a part of my Patreon, but if you're not, you are absolutely missing out. 
there are so many classes and workshops and things like that. But also we meet up once or twice a month and we connect. And I'm talking about it's just raw and real. Like we're sharing what's going on with us. I'm telling them in real time. Like I told them like two days after this happened, y'all, I got so much to tell y'all. And then I told them all about it. We talked, things like that. So I say that to say that in that last um in our last online meetup, someone says, how do you know you're ready to find a spiritual, you know, wake up call or to, that you need to go to a channel or that you should go to some new spiritual thing? How do, how do you know that you're ready for that? And what I told her was that what I find is that everything that I need always divinely comes to me. And every place I'm supposed to be, I've never been late to yet. What I find is that everything that I need always divinely comes to me. And every place I'm supposed to be, I've never been late to yet. Anxiety, imposter syndrome has told me otherwise. And it's simply not true. And so today I'm talking to you guys. And for the first time, my trauma. I don't even know if it's over here. Hell, today it feels farther. It feels like it's just sitting on the couch watching me. So I'm able to reach into it when I need it for the empathy for you guys. And to fulfill my purpose with these other creatives and helping them to grow their brands. But Samaya, she's just Samaya, finally. Not a story of what has happened to her, but just me. Lately, I've been introducing myself and meeting certain people. I mean, things have moved faster for me in the last week than they have in like the last three months. I just need you guys to know that I'm working diligently to figure out how to give you guys the information that I've learned spiritually and to give you guys the blueprint. I am actively working on that. Um, Yeah. So some other things have happened. Um. Some other things have happened. So (laughs) one, thank you guys for listening. I don't know how much time that was or is or whatever, but thank you guys for listening to that. Um, But also in this last week, I did something amazing. My team and I, we signed a new show called The Real Mama Pod. And these girls have had a podcast for two years for two years. And when I say the real mama pie, I love their name. And I I know y'all probably so tired of hearing me say that, but I love the name because they really aren't influencers. They're podcasters. Yes, but they're not influencers. Like they're soccer moms and basketball moms. And, you know, they don't know about the algorithm like that. They, they literally are just doing their, their purpose as far as helping moms. This is the mom group that I was a part of that helped me start my business, right? 
And that's all they've cared to do was just introduce moms to other moms to say you could be whatever, whatever type of mom you are. Here's some help, some information. And that's what their show is about. Like we got the the friend of moms, like the rich auntie that that comes and helps. You got the the autism mom, the the twin mom, the 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 boss mom, the business mom, the 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 empty nester, the all types of things, and they teaching you all this stuff, right? And they did that for two years. They did it for two years, and this is not to knock them at all. But recently, they just hit a thousand followers, like on their Instagram page, right? Um, Dave in two years, they got 10,000 downloads of the episodes. Right. Um, and to just give you guys a little bit of retrospect, yes, a thousand people is amazing. A thousand people. I don't know a thousand people, the fuck, but in this world of social media, a thousand people in two years, a lot of people would have quit. I get 50 to 60,000 downloads on my podcast a month. They got 10,000 in the matter of two years. It's not to discount them at all because, again, y'all, I love the show so fucking much. I didn't fucking sign it, right? So that's that. But the point is that they were committed to doing what the fuck they were meant to do here. And I respect that so much because without the validation, without, without all of that, they still did it. They still did it. <laughs> we signed them and the very first thing that I gave them was a live show. We did a live show this past weekend at the content house and it was about 25 people. It was called Mama Time, like Valentine's, Galentine's, Mama Time. Um, And if you guys are in the Patreon and y'all come to the monthly meetups, Coco was there. Coco came and not to share any of her business, but she was just basically saying, you know, she wanted to get out and, and change some things up for herself. And she came to this event and I saw her. She was so gorgeous, so pretty, just a light, you know, and just so brave. And she came, she brought a friend and these girls, they got this live show and everybody left so full. And that was always the vision, creating a network so that way I could take my funds, my money that I earned from Sexual Essentials to support other brands that can help people heal and be who the fuck they're supposed to be. And they're the first of many. I plan on signing more shows, signing more talent and giving you guys more because it doesn't all have to come from me. It doesn't. It can come. I I can't. All of these things aren't my purpose. Mama content is not my purpose, you know? And I'm just, I'm so proud of them. I'm so elated. And I was just so impressed, really, with myself, with my team, with the energy that we created up in here. We have, we own the location. I own the location. I own all the camera equipment. I I had the ability to put them on a live show after they'd done this for two years on their own. Recording from their phones, recording from their laptops and figuring it out. I'm just so grateful and I'm just so in awe and I'm so inspired by my own damn dedication to not giving up. (laughs) 
I really thought I was going to break. But it's been a breakthrough. So, I don't know what the fuck the formats of the solos with somebody used to be. But clearly, I'm a whole new bitch. <laughs> and it's giving young, wild, and free. Because I ain't even shot in my room or my personal set in weeks. I was just like, oh, you don't got to take that set down. I'll use it for my solo. I wasn't frantic about what I wore. I'm doing my makeup. But I just gave you guys myself and I feel good. For the first time in my life in 31 years, I don't need the validation. I don't have to overwork myself to prove that I am more than just a consequence of what happens when you traumatize a child. I was overworking myself, not sleeping and not being alive or living, overworking to overheal, to overcompensate because I was looking for validation that I am more. And I finally see myself. So I appreciate each and every one of you. We're not done. I'm about to pull some cards, y'all. But. I appreciate each and every one of you for saving space for me, for listening to me, for connecting with me and resonating with me through this journey. And I really hope that you guys go back, catch up on the episodes. Last year was beautiful, but when I tell y'all that my life is about to change, that your life is about to change, that our community is about to grow, it is. So, shuffling some tarot cards because, bitch, some things don't change. I need a little organized fun up in here, okay? Tears don't change. That shit keep happening. Organized fun. That's going to keep happening. But I have not been obsessive. I have not. I have not had anxiety in a week, you guys. And life is not as bad as it seems. Not at all. It's heavy to the motherfucker. But I took off my little trauma backpack and it's sitting over there. And I'm grateful for that. And I, I'm very hopeful. Because I've never, I've never not had anxiety. I've never not been scared. So I'm excited to see how I change. All right. So we're going to pull some cards here. What do I need to know, spirit? What do I need to know, God? What do I need to know, universe, ancestors? What do you want me to know? What do you want me to say? Whatever it is, you know. Oh, I say all that to say faith has boundaries because until I did what I could do, them tiny little steps, it wouldn't give me shit else. It wouldn't give me shit else. Bitch, you won't breathe on your own. I ain't giving you shit because you're ungrateful. You little heifer. You're ungrateful. (laughs) Started breathing and changed my damn life in a week. Just started breathing. Just do what you can do, you guys. 
And every time my life has changed, it was because I just did what I could do. When I first got on this path of getting, you know, starting sexual essentials, my life changed because I said, well, shit, I can't do nothing. I'm a new mama. I'm breastfeeding, da, da, da. You know what? I don't care for my body. Let me take care of it better. And I started working out. And that's really how my life changed. I just decided that I had to change something. And that's all I really had access to do. I only had the resources to work out, start changing how I felt about my body. And once I did that, the other doors and opportunities to change other things started opening for me. Once I took the first fucking step, you can't ask nobody to do shit for you if you haven't even used what you can first. You know? All right. Let's pull these cards and get up out of here. All right. <sighs> All right. Let's see what we got. We got Queen of Pentacles. Queen of Wands. <laughs> oh my god. <coughs> and the Queen of Cups. The Queen of Wands, the Queen of Pentacles, and the Queen of Cups. In one pool. And y'all saw I just shuffled the damn cards. Wow. Okay. So let me figure out what these mean. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Y'all see what I'm talking about? The universe is working on my behalf. The Lord is working on my behalf. My ancestors are working on my behalf. You guys, I just... What did I tell you? I said I'm about to break or it's about to be a breakthrough. I just something has to change. Something is about to change. And what I will tell you guys, this is the last thing I'll tell you before I read these cards, is that not feeling happiness is a sign. And I know that that hurts. But if you don't feel good, if you don't feel okay, that is telling you something. Please do not stop searching. It took me 31 years. To not feel consumed about something that happened to me over 15 years ago. It took me 31 years to be okay with my life and knowing that I am more than fucking good enough, despite all those things. And I was already destined to be great in this life. And it's not because I'm a survivor. That's not why. Okay, so... All right. Oh, my gosh, you guys. So a few witchy people out there. Queen of Pentacles, Queen of Wands, Queen of Cups. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Queen of Pentacles says generous, caring, nurturing, homebody, good business sense, practical, comforting, welcoming, sensible, luxurious. Talk about it. The Queen of the Queen of Pentacles represents both a down-to-earth woman who plays many roles to ensure that she keeps her family happy. She knows how and when to show love, keeping an orderly home, cooking comforting meals, and take care of the children. But do not mistake her for being only a homebody. Alongside all these motherly attributes, she can plan business ventures and execute her plans successfully. It is through her naturally talented businesses since 
business sense that she is surrounded by such luxury. She is quiet and does not like disclosing her financial accounts, fearing that it could bring more complexity to her life, which she desires to keep rather simple. She may have a secret bank account that nobody knows about. Lord, I hope so. Give me some money. For she may choose to be careful, vigilant, and self-sufficient. The Queen of Pentacles therefore represents a motherly figure who decides to help you maneuver your way and achieve your goals with the helping of her common sense. She will not only show you love, but she also will show you the way forward whenever you seem to be stranded and confused. With her advice, she will ensure that you do not make dangerous financial decisions. She offers you precautions, principles, and support, all lessons that she has learned in her own personal life. Because she is a self-made woman, she wants you. She wants she wants too for you to be independent and wise, such that you are also able to raise others and make them responsible. I resonate with that like crazy because that is truly what I plan to do with SE Media Group. Um, you guys will see more talent, more shows, more everything, all the tools that you guys need to create the life that you need. A smorgasbord of them are coming. A smorgasbord of communities are coming. So be patient with me. All right. So queen of wands. Courage, selfish. I'm sorry. Confident, self-assured, passionate, determined, social, charismatic, vivacious, optimistic. In general, the queen of wands in a reading in a reading may depict a person of extreme focus and fiery passion. She is courageous and individualistic, though at times she may appear self-centered. They have a positive and unlifted and, uh, and an uplifting energy. They represent someone who is willing to be by your side and stand for you. In terms of work, the Queen of Wands signifies that you are planning to accomplish a significant amount of achievement in just a small amount of time. In the event that you are looking for a job, the appearance of this card may mean that a woman will play a major role in your career move. Generally speaking, in terms of your career, things are looking pretty good. The Queen of Wands and questions of love also sends a positive energy. For people who are searching for love, there is a possibility that you will soon find it. When it comes to your finances, there is a chance that you are being carried away on spending a significant amount of money. We advise you to keep your expenses on check or you'll regret it in the end. In terms of health and spirituality, the Queen of Wands meaning may pertain to a sp spiritual hunger, a quest, or a search for meaning. I resonate with that um, because I absolutely do feel like I am on the warpath of discovering and getting back to me. Um, as far as spending a lot of money, I know that I already spent a lot of money on making this dream come true. So I know I ain't overspending because I ain't got nothing else left to spend. I overspent already. Um, but I do resonate with the fact that um, I am definitely spiritually hungry. I trust myself. I trust what I know. I know that there is a God. I know that the universe plays a role. So astrology, I know that my ancestors play a role. I know that there are guides watching me. I know all of that, that there is more to this world than just this one. And that's the thing that people don't understand about faith. I have faith. Faith is the belief in not just religion but my ancestors, my spirit guides, and astrology. Because God made all of those things. All of those things play different parts into different parts of my spirituality, you guys. Look here. I can't get into a whole nother episode. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So, and then Queen of Cups. And I think I've got this one before, but just to 
go ahead and read it for you guys. Compassion, warmth, kindness, intuition, healer, counselor, supportive. We can understand the meaning of the Queen of Cups from taking a closer look at the woman in the image. She is seen as compassionate, caring, sensitive, and nurturing. She connects with people on the emotional level, so people enjoy her honesty and fairness. The appearance of the Queen of Cups in a reading can be guiding you to find help from others. Most times, like the other queens, she is a female figure that will come into your life. The Queen of Cups has an intuition which is very powerful and is only rivaled by one of the high priestess. The Queen of Cups acts as a mirror and reflects the depth present in others so they see themselves in a new light. Most times, the Queen of Cups can represent the trusted inner voice you have within you. She seems to say that you should take the time to focus on your emotional health before trying to help others. Self-love creates compassion. The Queen of Cups can also reflect your relationship with other people. You may be emotionally strong rock. You may be the emotionally strong rock that serves as an anchor for someone else. You may be here to teach and support others using your intuition instead of logic. The Queen of Cups normally thinks with her heart instead of her mind. She can lack rationality and common sense, but she can also be intuitive, dreamy, and almost psychic at times. The Queen of Cups could be the answer to your problems when a logical approach is not working. And... I absolutely resonate with that because I didn't I didn't buy the content house out of logic. When I originally went searching for a place to do my podcast, I was using logic like, OK, I'll get a place big enough for my podcast and I can rent out the other side. And if you've ever been in this content house, you know that this place is anything but it's a mansion with so much character and designs and over 10 sets. And then we mix and match and create new sets. And it was something that I felt I was supposed to do. And I can't explain it. But I left financial freedom to do something for us, to give creatives a space that was appropriate, that was upscale, that was luxury, that included peace for them to create because Creatives are struggling. Creatives are struggling. Most people are signed to networks, things they don't own. And that's really what I felt when my Instagram page got deleted. I felt like, damn, I don't have anything of my own. I'm viral all over the internet and millions of views on my interviews, but none, I don't own any of these interviews, any of this content. And so I really just wanted to make a space for creatives to be able to flourish. So with that being said, um, I need to tell you guys two things and then I'll let you go. The two things I'm let you guys go. Um, if your small business would like to advertise with me and the media group, which is. A number of shows, um, at least six at this moment, um, then please contact me at semediagroupsb, like Samaya Burton, at gmail.com um, or DM me from the semedia.group or se content house page so I can get you those advertising packages. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but for a decent podcast of like my size, um, a general ad runs at about $1,500. And most shows require you to buy at least two. That's $3,000. And most small businesses don't have that type of money laying around. And it was very important to me that everything that I do be intentional on helping people to move forward. And advertising was not 
a privilege that I got to have back when I had sexual essentials, the way that I had it running. I did everything through me because people didn't want to advertise the name sexual essentials or I couldn't afford $3,000 and it might not work, right? But also my business degree says that advertising is a necessity. After you pay your mortgage, you pay your insurance, and then you pay your advertising for the month. It's one of those things that is a steady investment that whether you're running Facebook ads or Instagram ads or whatever, you should be advertising something because otherwise you'll only make money when you work, when you do the work. But if you can advertise, then things can sell on their own outside of you, right? Into different markets. And we have numerous shows right now, as well as new shows that are coming out in the spring. And there is nobody that is going to beat our prices or the quality or the things that you're going to get from us when you advertise with us. So I want to tell you guys about that. So if you have a business, please call me or, you know, email me so that way we can help. Um, and then two, please make sure that you subscribe to Patreon. Um, not only am I redoing all of the 200, 250 plus classes that I did when I was with, when I was doing sexual essentials, um, those are being updated, um, new master classes and things like that. So you have workshops on sex, intimacy conversations, and more of this bonus podcasts and whatnot, but also it's a community. We have a private group chat. We have a monthly meetup, uh, which is switching to two times this year, a month. Um, and we're really connecting and it's been amazing watching it grow. Um, and so I'm really excited. Um, I know this year started off a little slow, especially with me getting sick, but I have bonus episodes of not just another sex podcast and Boats and Hoes that um, will be uploaded within the next week. Um, I've recorded five new classes um, as well as the first live show um, that replaced the art exhibit that I was supposed to have last year. It replaced that because that wasn't able to happen. But that live show that was at the content house had um, multiple people on it, you know, like Sir Marvelous and Daddy Hef and, you know, and, and multiple performances from different sex workers that is about to come out. So you guys can look for that. Um, and it's a way to truly support me. It, it pays the bills that I do have. Um, and I'm just, I'm really grateful for each and every one of you um, on there. So if you want more from me, if you want to heal with me, if you want to explore your sexuality with me um, and have a community of like-minded people and nice girl energy. Um, Cause I am a girl's girl, not gonna lie to you. I am, I'm a girl's girl. Um, and there are men in there too. So please, um, if you haven't, and if you have the means, um, there's a donation tier where you could pay like five bucks and that helps us so much. But also um, there's the tier that has everything included and it's $15 a month. You know, it's like the price of Netflix and it has so much stuff on there. Um, so many amazing conversations and, I'm just, I'm really grateful for you guys. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. This was originally supposed to be a 30 minute show a long time ago, but y'all know me. I'm a talk. I'm a talk, talk, talk. Um, this talk to you guys has been very therapeutic for me. Um, so thank you guys for listening, um, for always holding a safe space. And um, if you haven't, please leave a review. Please leave a review. Um, if you go to Apple Podcasts and type in SE Network, SE Media Network, is it SE Network? 
SE Media Network. Anyways, look at my show. Um, and you'll see now that there, there's a network and the shows that we're producing are starting to be added to it. So you can actually see all the shows, um, but you can scroll to the bottom and you can rate and review the podcast. If you love the podcast, if you love the work I'm doing, please tell somebody that is how I grow. The, these these shows are absolutely free to you guys. Um, and, you know, I'm grateful for you guys listening, but also please tell somebody I cannot grow. And I cannot beg to grow either. Just, I, I know like you're busy and things like that, but just, if you could just stop for a moment and just rate and review the podcast, please. Um, that means more than what you know, more, more than you know. Um, and in these times where I'm in distress and I'm having a hard time, I read those messages. I've, I've been hearing lately like, oh my gosh, it's really you on the Zoom or, oh my gosh, you really responded to my DM. You guys, it's always been me. Like I understand that people hire people and people get so big on the internet and things like, and I understand people get busy and they disconnect at some point, but it's me. It is me, you know? Um, so please leave a review because I, I really do my best to be as personal with you guys Um as possible. You guys absolutely are a part of my chosen family. You guys are my podcast family, but you definitely are a part of my chosen family. So um, I've talked enough for today. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for just creating a safe place for me. And I love you guys. I will see you next time.